The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. people today struggle with eating disorders. If you are one of the thousands of people who do, you may be experiencing feelings of overwhelm and isolation. You are not alone. Welcome to Chasing Hunger. Here you'll find out what you can do, where you can find the resources, discover the truths, and get the help you need to regain control of your life. Here is Kathy Welter Nichols, author and host of Chasing Hunger. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the very first show my name is Kathy Welter Nichols, and in this first episode of Chasing Hunger, you can take back your life from an eating disorder. I've created this show, and we're dedicating it here to individuals and people that are involved in helping others to recover from these devastating disorders. We'll be helping with all kinds of bits and pieces of information while we expand awareness of eating disorders, hopefully for the general public. There just isn't enough through the year with uh, information that's available for people out there. So in this first show, I'm really pleased to introduce my guest co-host for this show, and it's Peter Tung. He's well known to all the individuals that have listened to him over the years on Voice America in the Seventh Wave programs. And so, Peter, I'm really happy to have you with us. Welcome. Well, thank you, Kathy, and I'm delighted to be here and, and to assist you on this really important and significant topic that you're going to be discussing over the next 13 weeks. And for those listeners tuning in, I used to have my own show, Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, for five years and was involved in doing many interviews with many wonderful people. And so I'm delighted to assist Kathy today in opening her uh, opportunity to work with Voice America and to inform uh, the listeners of, of this wonderful breakthrough program that she has developed. So perhaps we could start by, Kathy, just telling us a little bit about who you are and, uh, and, and what your background is. Awesome. I'm really pleased to share that. Before I start into this of who I am and what I'm into here, Peter, it came to me that I should really add this one other piece just before we begin every one of these programs. And it has specifically to do with recommending to individuals who have any kind of a medical disorder or eating disorders, addictions, anything of this sort to really pay attention to those symptoms and contact your doctor, uh, get some medical advice, get some help, understand what it is that you're actually doing. And before you start any program that might be help, helpful or help-oriented, it's really important to pay attention to getting some medical advice. And as well, there's going to be different suggestions and recommendations for nutrition and health and wellness supplements in here. Before you take any advice from any show or, or any place at all in the, in the social media area, do check everything out and be sure it's right for you. 
So where I want to start here, Peter, is just to really say that over the years, I've been involved in a number of different places where people have been dealing with life-threatening illness. And it really started for me uh, working in hospice here in Vancouver, where I live. Um, And before I go further into that, I'm just going to say, too, that I share my business with my husband and my business partners, Harry Nichols, and we have a business practice here. Uh, Both of us work in it together. And we have daughters and grandchildren, and we're very interested, of course, in their health and wellness, too. So over the years, we've both really developed our our areas of expertise in helping people with um, debilitating illnesses, addictions, um, anxiety, depression, different areas of this sort. And a lot of that has a segue into the area of eating disorders. Basically, as I began this work, um, I I did find myself originally working with people with life-threatening illness, and that's what really gravitated me into using my tools and skills to help people with an eating disorder. So what was it that uh, specifically compelled you to to do this show on Voice America? Well, it's interesting, Peter. Um, It really all came about because of you. Um, oh, okay. I admit, <laughs> yeah. It's all my fault, eh? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but I had met you, and um, we'd been on one a couple of the Gene Keys uh, workshops, and you had shared with us your program. And so I was on listening to the segments that you had and saw the opportunity that if you had an idea for a show to contact them. I had already written the book, um, Chasing Hunger, and I had developed a number of different programs that helped young women with um, eating disorders. But this fall, a really tragic situation happened, and it absolutely, I felt really overwhelmed, and I felt like there has to be some way that I can do more than just write a book or, you know, or, or you know, see my clients one at a time, and This particular situation came about with this young woman who called me in mid-August, and she had an eating disorder, and she was at a very low state in her life. She was a professional, um, 37 years of age, and she was doing really well in her life, but bulimia had been there since age of 14. These are kind of typical clients that contact me because they want privacy. They don't want to go into a group home or therapy in that way. They they want private one-on-one sessions, and that's what my program is. And so as I spoke with this woman over a series of weeks, um, she had finally decided early September she would come and see me and then delayed it because she wanted to go home, see her family, um, go out with some friends, et cetera, et cetera. So that was all well and good. And I got the next contact I had was from her sister who informed me she had died. And the woman had been um, at home and didn't show up for her work. Um, And so her colleagues at work sent someone over to check on her and they found her dead in her home. And so my next conversations were with her family. They had um, looked through her her cell phone, and none of her family knew she had an eating disorder. And the autopsy revealed um, almost a zero level of potassium, which seriously damages the heart. And she had died. And uh, so, again, I'd been speaking to this lovely young woman, 
and here she was gone. And it just really compelled me to reach out and want to do more than just the book and seeing clients one-on-one. And that's how this show came about and a lot to do with you, Peter. Well, it's, yeah, but it's a very, very sad and, and uh, a very touching story because, because uh, as you know, I used to work in a, a, a boarding school and a number of the young ladies in my care in my boarding house had some form of eating disorder. And so I can only imagine what it's like when you have contact with someone that you're supporting and helping to, to find out that they actually uh, lost their life as a result of this disorder. So I can t- completely understand uh, what, what you're saying in, in, in having this opportunity now to help so many other people to make sure that doesn't happen in their lives. And obviously we'll, we'll talk further about family involvement and, and, and not knowing and even denial amongst family perhaps later on today or in future se- sessions. So just take us back to the beginning and and how you actually got involved in all of this in the first place. Well, it it does go back a bit bit further than just working with bulimia because, sincerely, I didn't know anything about this disorder when I had my first client sitting in front of me. I actually couldn't really understand why someone would want to, and this first client had bulimia, and I was like, why would you want to throw up? It's like the worst thing to me. I would rather do anything else. I'd rather have my body do anything else besides throw up because I'd had morning sickness through my first two, my first pregnancies, and it was horrible. And so that to me was such a juxtaposition, if you will. But if I go back a little further and get into um, some of the work I did in hospice, this is where um, working with individuals that were facing life-threatening illness and their family members, and I know, Peter, you do a little of this work too, but when I was working with them in hospice, something really profound started to happen for me. And when you're working with someone that is um, really kind of aware that they're on a path of exit, they're moving through this transition to um, whatever comes after life, you get to the place where you're really starting to um, ask different questions. They're much more profound questions. Um, They're much more in the moment questions. What's important to that person? And that was my key focus is learning to ask those more difficult questions. And oftentimes they were questions that family members didn't want to ask either or even want to hear the responses to you. They're beautiful questions. They're questions about life and its meaning. But often when you're present to a person that's um, in that state where they know the exit is happening and they're part of it, um, they do want to share what their experiences are. But family members are often too much in their deep heart to really know or understand how they can support that. So my work in hospice really helped me get in touch with that. Okay, so then that that piece then led you into this work with eating disorders. Well, it started me on the path to it, for sure, um, learning to ask those deeper questions, those hard questions. And some of them were really compelling for my clients. They had struggled with uh, speaking the truth about what they were into. And they had some interesting little um, 
derivations of that, which I'll I'll share in our next segment here. We're gonna come up for a little break here in a moment, and so I'll I'll talk about that in the next one. Uh, how these deeper questions, this deeper meaning in behavior is sometimes quite elusive. It's almost like these language patterns that we get into in our society, which it's it's um it's sort of like structure of the language itself is designed to sort of put people into that sort of trance state where no more questions get asked. And it is a, an easy way to um, deflect questions and to deflect other people out of asking for deeper structure. And that's one of the things that I learned to do in hospice was go for the deeper structure and wait for people to move into that place where they can really respond in a really um, kind of heartfelt way, uh, a beautiful sharing. And sometimes I would have the opportunity to later share that with their family members when they were in a place that they could actually really listen and hear it. So grief is that unique place, and we definitely come to it in eating disorders. There's so many losses that these individuals experience on a day-to-day basis, and sharing their stories um, to me honors them in so many different ways. Okay, Kathy, well, let's take our first break now, and uh, then we can return uh, with the Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter-Nichols. Thank you. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Contact Kathy Welter Nichols for a private consultation. Use the promo code VA Chasing Hunger for show specials. Book your spot today and start your recovery. Call 1 604 421 1722. Chasing Hunger, the book, is available at chasinghunger.com, Amazon, and Barnes and Noble. You can find Kathy at waysofthewisewoman.com. Kathy is a gifted speaker and presenter and is available to speak to your group on all subjects related to women's issues. Con- Contact her now and make your next meeting powerful and inspiring. Call 1-604-421-1722 or visit waysofthewisewoman.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Mm 
You are listening to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to welterk at shaw.ca. Now, back to Chasing Hunger. Hello again. This is Peter Tung for Kathy Welter Nichols doing an interview on her show, Chasing Hunger which is all about the breakthrough in the healing, complete dissolving of the issue of bulimia and eating disorders. And Kathy, I must say, having looked at the book, I think the book actually applies to everybody in terms of their own health and wellness, whether it's a, an eating disorder or any form of addictive behavior. It's, a, it's generally true for, for, I think, all of us uh, to, to learn a great deal. So I, I congratulate you on the quality of, of the book. And I also just want to say how in the work that I do, that this getting down to the authentic, authenticity, the truth of who we are and asking those difficult questions is uh, so critical. So, Kathy, I'll, I'll hand the ball back to you so you can continue uh, opening up this whole story around bulimia. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. And thank you very much for um your comments on the book. I'll just say I've had a couple of other people who have um, diabetes and they had read the book too. And they wrote back to me and said, you know, this is exactly what I do to manage my blood sugar levels. And everything that you're recommending in the book does exactly that. And I really formulated all of that working with, um, oh, it's years ago when my mother passed away and she had, um, uh, the um, diabetic condition and it ended up being a cancer situation and, and died. And I took care of her at home for the last year of her life. And we had to monitor her blood sugar every day. And I often wondered why was I getting that training at that time in my life? And here it is, all this other way around, and now I'm utilizing it to help people regulate their food intake and manage blood sugar levels, which really helps to control metabolism and all kinds of other good things. We'll get into that in our shows later in it in the in the program. But for today, just really opening this thing up, but I it, wanted it to is share. Amazing. It is amazing, though. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I was going to say, um, it's, it's, it's amazing, amazing how we are prepared for our work in the future. Uh, in at times in the past, I, mean, I have no idea why it's happening at that time. And then in the future, we, we can see why that happened and how it was there to help us in our future work. No kidding. No kidding. So... In my um, progress into this area of work um, in the late 90s, this is quite a while ago, um, a friend of mine got cancer. And so I went down to the, our British BC Cancer Agency here in Vancouver, British Columbia, and I found myself supporting her through her recovery. Well, she recovered and I stayed on with the group there. And the group was led by an individual called Liz Smith, and she was guiding uh, groups in the relax, a relaxation circle, we were not allowed to use the word hypnotherapy or hypnosis, nor were we allowed to use phrases like meditation or anything other than relaxation. We could never say the cure word either. This was at a period in time when actually we were kind of excited to be able to actually facilitate a, uh, facilitate a group like this in a hospital setting. 
So before Liz was done, we had set up 33 circles around British Columbia in medical facilities. And she had all kinds of support for what we were doing. And I ran two of the groups out here in in uh, the area I live in, in two different hospitals. And it was just a profound experience. And through that, a physiotherapist recommended a young family to me. Their son had been in the back garden in their residence up in Terrace, BC, and it was the week before school started. And this little guy was out in the back garden, he was six and a half, playing with his friends, and a horrific accident occurred. And what had happened was some older boys came along and saw a barbecue starter lighter there, sprayed it on this little fellow, and threw a match on him. I know, it was horrific. And everybody who was working with this particular case was just, our hearts opened. Compassion just poured through for this little man and his family. So he was airlifted down to Children's Hospital here in Vancouver. And that's when the physiotherapist shared with me the doctors didn't expect him to live. He was burned 60% of his body, third degree. And during that first week, I had shared with the physiotherapist that was sharing with me, I said to her, why don't I do a recording for him? And at that time, we were using tapes, you know, and background music. And so that's what I did. I did a little tape for him. And my number one consideration on this was to help him to move into a relaxed state, similar to the work we've been doing at the, the cancer clinic. And what I also put in there was a message that it was okay for him to let his parents and the police deal with all the stress and all the anger to do with what had happened. And he could let that go. He could really let that go. And if he was really going to die, that was my, my mindset on it, was not to go through that transition carrying this heavy burden of, of that. And in addition to that, in that first one, I created a little room for him, and it's a guided visualization, it's a meditation, if you will, and in that room, I set up switches, and there were blue switches and red switches, and when he went into the room, and I stood in the room with him, and I said, you can see all the red switches, and those are all the ones that hurt, and it's perfectly okay for you to turn all these switches to blue. And that was our first recording. And I didn't expect to ever hear from anybody about it again. However, two weeks later, the physiotherapist contacted me and said, you know, we put that tape on, he listened to it, and all his blood work, his blood gases came down, his respiratory rate dropped, his heart rate dropped, and he really relaxed listening to it. So I did another one. And I did a series of these over the fall, and lo and behold, this little fellow didn't die the way everybody thought he was about to. Other people came in and helped too. I mean, it wasn't there was it wasn't just all about me. It was about all the resources that came forward to help him. And so I kept sending in these um, recordings for him. And the next one we did, he was about to go for some skin grafts, and so what. What I did in that recording was have him visualize some little paint pots and paint brushes, and they were on the inside of the skin, 
that was going to be grafted on and on the outside of where the skin was going to have this skin put on were other little hands with other little paintbrushes and they all painted this special glue on and this special glue when it went in place and that skin came together all those little hands grasped each other and held on and it was amazing his skin grafts he didn't he had less than 10% rejection on his skin grafts and then the next thing that came up was he had put his left hand up over his face and the tendons in his left arm had um, been exposed for a really long time and that exposure had caused the tendons not to work so physio was working with him like crazy and what ended up happening nothing was going on he couldn't get any movement in that hand so we did a little tape and I had him mountain biking in the meditation, in the visualization, and he moved his wrist. That gave the physiotherapist enough excitement to keep working with him. They didn't give up. So as time progressed, we were now into October and November, and he was doing better and better and better. By December 1st, he was given the notice that he'd be going home. His parents had gone ahead and found a different place, a different town, a different village they'd moved to, somewhere up in the north. And so he was getting ready to make his way back into his life. He had lots of work ahead of him, but this little guy had decided to stay. One of the biggest messages I sent back to him in this last one Because I knew all the nurses and everyone were saying to him, oh my gosh, he's such a miracle child. He's so special. He's so great. And so this last one I said to him was that most of the adults around him had forgotten how magical they were as children. And that he could remember he was a magical boy and that he could heal himself as quickly as he chose to. And so he was essentially given permission to just keep on healing, just keep on healing. As he kept doing this, of course, he did just that. And the outcome was really quite spectacular. So off he went home, back to his family. And I'll continue with this just a little bit further. I know we're, we're going to take another break here in a moment. But in January, I had an opportunity to go on behalf of hospice and to speak to a group of nurses. And there was about 180 women and men in the room. And as I shared the story of this little man's recovery, I figured that was the end of my presentation and I finished it up and was about to leave. And two nurses came running up to me and they said, we were his nurses. We know everything that you did. We used to sit in the room and listen to the recordings with him. And one of the nurses shared with me that when this little guy went home, just before he left, two helicopter pilots came in and they had burns and this little guy went in and he was coaching them on the big room with the blue and red switches. Well, all three of us just burst into laughter, but it was such a delightful completion to that beautiful story of that little guy. And he'd be another, you know, 12, 14 years on now doing as well as he was then, I hope. I hope he's never forgotten that he really is quite magical. So we're going to I'm take sure a break here. <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't, but uh, it's also important to say, though, that you use these visualization techniques in the, your work with bulimia now, don't you? 
Absolutely. And he really helped me um, formulate just how powerful the deep unconscious can be in creating our wellness path. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Kathy. We'll take our second break now. This is Peter Tung with Kathy Welter-Nichols with Chasing Hunger. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Contact Kathy Welter-Nichols for a private consultation. Use the promo code VA-ChasingHunger for show specials. Book your spot today and start your recovery. Call 1-604-421-1722. Chasing Hunger, the book, is available at ChasingHunger.com, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble. You can find Kathy at WaysOfTheWiseWoman.com. Kathy is a gifted speaker and presenter and is available to speak to your group on all subjects related to women's issues. Con- Contact her now and make your next meeting powerful and inspiring. Call 1-604-421-1722 or visit waysofthewisewoman.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to welterk at shaw.ca. Now back to Chasing Hunger. Welcome back to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols and this really interesting little twist of Peter Tongue. Uh, now introducing the show for Kathy on her behalf and interviewing her in this first show of, of, of a 13-week series. So, Kathy, I'm just delighted to be part of this uh, awakening moment for you and all of your listeners on this uh, show that's going to really help people understand and, and deal with the, the bulimia issue. So let's continue the discussion now by seeing how your early experiences helped you then work with bulimia itself. Absolutely. It, it really started to um, <clears throat> come together for me. Uh, I'd done that piece with that young man um, years before, and when I actually started into my full-time practice, um, 
my first clients with eating disorders, that's what I was utilizing was visualizations, imagery, um, working with hypnosis and deep trance work, really helping them to restore um, their belief in themselves and their internal chemistries were reviving because this all works to help the brain access those um, chemicals that are really depleted through the process of bulimia. The other thing that had really come out of my work in hospice was I was in the place where I could ask those really critical questions. And I started to develop um, a questioning process, even in my intake forms. I asked the my client straight up, what's important to you? Um, how do you feel about this? Uh, how do you feel about what you're doing? Um, and I would ask them questions about their own um, home life. And one of the most significant um, understandings for me that changed was that the majority of my clients who came to me were in intact families. I think I've had maybe a handful of girls over the years who had come from a divorced or separated family. The majority of my clients were in intact families where mom and dad were still at home and they might have been the middle child or the last child or even the first child in some cases, but the whole family was still together. I didn't realize there were that many families still, you know, not subject to divorce in this land. And here... I started to develop um, a bit of a template of my clients. And this is some of the things that I've really focused on over the years is what's motivating this kind of behavior. Um, I, I also have had maybe two in all of the years of women who had had um, uh, sexual misconduct, if you will, or inappropriate sexual, you know, contact with individuals. So it wasn't happening that it was from a divorced family. And there wasn't a tragic story of abuse or sexual abuse. And again, I'm digging in what's going on. Where is this coming from? Which begged the question, where did you learn how to do this? And every one of the clients that I had worked with, I began asking that question. And the question was getting answer after answer after answer. I learned how to do this in school. Which really, even in my clients that were in their 50s, and I had one client who was 64, even those women were sharing with me they'd learned about it in school. They'd learned about it in high school. They'd learned about it at that really pivotal um, transformation year between 12 and 13 and 14, right in there. Some of them had started a little bit later, but genuinely that's where it was all segued, right through there. And so I started to think about what is going on in the mind of a person who is making that transformation. And some of the work I had done with Joseph Chilton Pierce, who'd written Magical Child, um, he had actually indicated that this is one of those years when there's a huge shift going on in the hormonal uh, changes in, in the young people. But what else is going on is the brain is changing. And the brain changes that are happening at that particular time in their lives really can cause some unusual things to begin to happen. Now, in today's place with eating disorders, we definitely have younger children 
restricting foods and getting involved in um, liking certain foods and other things, this kind of thing that's going on. Lots of parents are pretty concerned about that because they're fearful of it generating into a full-on eating disorder. However, working with pediatricians in that area, they too have really said to allow children their likes and dislikes and to let parents kind of back off a little bit on having so much control around food. The moment we start to use food as a mechanism of control, we start to get into those areas of um, kids know and they can start using it back on you. I'll give you a great example of this. One of my clients, she was 13 when she started, and her mom had found me. Um, they lived in northern Ontario, and her mom had called me, and she she was pretty desperate. They had had their daughter in, oh, I tell you, 15 different eating recovery platforms and programs. And so I was pretty intimidated just even hearing that. What we did was I talked to the mom and I said, okay, well, I'm here. And um, her daughter was up in the interior and I agreed to see her. So when the girl came to see me, she's now 23 and she started this at age 13. First question, how did you start this? Well, one summer, my mom and older sister decided they were going to start a diet. And they both shared with me that I was too young and I I wasn't allowed to join them in their diet summer. So she thought to herself, I'll show you weight loss. And she started restricting her diet intake. At 13 years of age, she started restricting to the point of eating seven peas a day, seven green peas a day. And that's all she would eat. She brought on anorexia full on, and it was horrific for the years that followed. She was in and out of so many different treatment centers. Her parents sent her into the States, and the total bill was $1.3 million from age of 13 to age 23. It was a humongous amount of money spent. I mean, how many degrees would that pay for? This girl missed most of her teen years in eating recovery centers and in therapy models and various places to try and keep her alive. Finally, one of the programs she was in, her psychotherapist said to her, why don't you try bulimia? And this came from a psychotherapist, and it might draw a lot of judgment, but it shouldn't. Here, listen to this. This girl was struggling with restricting food to the degree that she was in critical care for most of her life. When this psychotherapist recommended this, what she was actually doing was recommending a change that would keep this girl alive. We can deal with the bulimia on the other side because now the girl was actually getting enough calories in every day, even though she was binging and purging, but she was getting enough calories in every day that she was no longer in a position of life-threatening illness. And this girl actually shared with me that she was disgusted with the behavior of bulimia and she much preferred anorexia, but she just couldn't do it anymore. So that kind of gives you a bit of an insight into both the financial commitment that happens when a kid gets into this stuff, but the other side of it is it can also go undetected if the child is just working with bulimia, just working with bulimia. It's bad enough, just. It's very life-threatening too. Um, However, 
with anorexia, it shows up almost instantly. Uh, you just cannot miss the fact that your child is is at the point of uh, near collapse in everything she goes to do. So it's a pretty horrific um, take on life when we think that we're going to start something like this in our teen years, our early teen years, and it's going to change the way we live the rest of our journey because you can't just stop. Everybody thinks, oh, I'll just stop tomorrow. I'll just stop tomorrow. And I've had lots of my clients tell me that. Well, I was trying to stop. I was going to stop tomorrow. Well, I was going to change. Well, I was going to stop. I tried. I stopped for two weeks, but then I started again. And that really led me to the understanding this is a full-on addiction. It's the way to use food, and it's a use of food that causes this addictive compulsion around food. And ultimately, this is the thing that drives this this manic drive for thinness is far beyond just being thin. It now becomes an addictive pattern, and this starts to change brain chemistry, physiology. Uh, it changes the physical body. It changes the body's ability to be able to cope with life. The And we'll get into more of that in the shows ahead. But right there's now, tremendous there's, there's tremendous pressure though, isn't there, on young women to look a certain way, certainly for certain types of athletics, in terms of uh, dance and swimming and and gymnastics and those sorts of sports, and just in terms of general physical appearance. Uh, young women of that age go through tremendous pressures from all sorts of areas of social life, cultural life, and even family life, don't they? Oh, totally. And just before we break here, I'll just share that is one of my other keen interests here is to share this information with parents and teachers and coaches. And I'm also going to put this over into another area where this is totally accepted, not only accepted, but endorsed. And that's in the area of modeling, in the area of ballet and dance. One of my clients who was a ballerina, her coach said to her, why don't you just throw it up like the rest of us? She was getting too big. She was getting too tall. She was growing. She was at 15. She was terrific in her form and dance, but she was just too large. Throw it up like the rest of us. That's a pretty scary endorsement in order to stay in a program that you've dedicated your 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 youth to. Well, I guess we're coming up to our third break, so we'll we'll take that now. This is Peter Tung with Kathy Welter Nichols with Chasing Hunger. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Contact Kathy Welter Nichols for a private consultation. Use the promo code VA Chasing Hunger for show specials. Book your spot today and start your recovery. Call 1 604 421 1722. Chasing Hunger, the book, is available at chasinghunger.com, Amazon, and Barnes and Noble. You can find Kathy at waysofthewisewoman.com. Kathy is a gifted speaker and presenter and is available to speak to your group on all subjects related to women's issues. Contact her now and make your next meeting powerful and inspiring. Call 1-604-421-1722 or visit waysofthewisewoman.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. 
plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to welterk at shaw.ca. Now back to Chasing Hunger. And so, welcome back to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols and Peter. Peter Tong, he's here with me, and it's such a comfort to have his presence and wisdom in doing this work. Moving forward in this work, in this segment, I wanted to share with you a little bit about the addictive component. I know I'd mentioned it a little bit in our our last segment, but the addictive component here is really to do with um, one particular client who came in to see me. I knew there was something to do with the addictions of sugar and carbohydrates and all of that kind of thing that was going on, but it seemed like there was something much more compulsive happening here. It wasn't just about um, eating those foods. I mean, all of us can boast a, an addiction to certain kinds of chocolate or coffee or, you know, we, are, we all have that. But this was something different. It was much more compelling, and I didn't quite understand it until this one client came in And she shared with me that she had tried cocaine. And I said to her, oh, okay, none of my other clients used any other kinds of addictions. In fact, they often say that these eating disorders are like the good girl addictions because, of course, they don't smoke and they don't drink and they generally don't do any kind of drugs or anything that good girls wouldn't do. And so this client shared that she preferred bulimia. And I said, what do you mean by that? And so she said that she'd tried cocaine, but it wasn't the same kind of high that she got using bulimia. So I asked her about that. I said, what exactly do you mean? And she said, well, you have to do it right. You have to eat, you have to restrict so that you don't eat for even a number of days. And then you have to have all the food there so you can eat it all within a matter of about 20 to 25 minutes. And then, of course, you have to vomit it up. 
So I knew that they had this strong, you know, compulsion for for binging to the point where they could binge on three to four thousand calories in under twenty minutes. But this brought in a whole new awareness, and this was one of the things now that I started to really inquire with all my remaining clients that came to me, and I would ask them, "Do you get a high after you binge and purge?" And they all shared that they did. And this changed everything for me. I started to realize that this was really an addictive behavior, an addictive pattern. And because it was using food, it seemed that it was kind of okay. Well, it's just food, you know. It's just using food in a certain way to get a certain level of high out of this. And so what does that high look like? Well, when you understand starvation and not eating and your blood sugar levels are falling off and your insulin levels are really deprived and they're going all over the place. And then you also have the um, changing brain chemistry that's going on with this. The more you starve yourself, the more you restrict food, the more compelling it becomes to eat. And so then when you finally do give into that, there's a huge amount of chemistry that just reverberates through the individual's blood chemistries. And what starts to happen is you get huge waves of insulin, you get a huge amount of dopamine, you get um, endorphic releases, you get all these chemistries flooding through the system, and it lasts for about 40 to 45 minutes, which is pretty much an equivalent of any chemical addiction that we might have. It takes about that amount of time, and through that period of time, clients would have shared with me that they would get quiet, that all the anxiety would be gone, they would be able to sleep. And so these were, this started to reveal a deeper strategy and help me understand a very different way that I could come at the addiction, a very different way to begin so, Kathy, this it's amazing uh, to hear this piece of the puzzle, which I certainly wasn't aware of before, this incredible high that uh, the young ladies receive from uh, this process and how that then contributes enormously to this addictive process. And I know in a future show, we're going to be talking about addiction uh, from the perspective of the Gene Keys, which I'm working with now. And I was fascinated earlier when you were talking about um, the age that these young ladies are when they start, which is right at the end of the EQ phase in the G keys. So it's going to be fascinating how all of this plays out. Oh, I think so, so too. So think I'm really excited about it. Towards the end of the show. And mm-hmm. so I, I want to give you the chance to talk to our listeners about what is actually going to happen uh, over the series of shows coming up. Well, our, our very next show, Peter, is one that I, when I was speaking with my producer on Voice America, um, I shared with him I really wanted to get a couple of segments in here right at this particular time of year. And it's really driven around that um, food fest that we all get into at this time of year. Uh, Christmas is here. Thanksgiving has just happened in the States. We've all been eating copious amounts of food. And it really seems to tune, turn on and tune up our desire for um, 
sugars and carbohydrates and this kind of thing. And it's offered to us everywhere we go. People are always offering us chocolates and, and all kinds of foods. And this can drive a person with an eating disorder pretty much right around the bend. Add to that getting together with family members. Well, that's not the best scenario in any situation. And we're all sort of together for this happy holiday season and all kinds of things go on. Well, I mean, we just have so many movies about that. And we can certainly see where getting together with family members can just be quite a solid challenge. Right after Christmas, on uh, I have a sec. Uh, right after Christmas, I have another session coming out, and we're going to look at tips and tools to help you deal with this whole process of eating, getting together, being with family. Then into the new year, I have a nutritionist from Vancouver that I've worked with here before, and she'll be on with me. And then I'm hoping to have you in to work with the addiction component part of it, uh, first or second week of January. We get into February. That's eating awareness Um, Eating Disorder Awareness Month, the month of February, and we're looking for some really great clients in there, great people coming in, and I also want to do a segment in that month for my people who've lost their significant people through an eating disorder, Uh, the parents of the young woman who died and her sister, and then also another colleague of mine who's lost people, so that show will be quite heartfelt, I'm certain. My colleagues in um, EDAC here in Canada are really excited about this show too and we're hoping to put together a segment where there'll be four or five of us on all sharing the latest stuff we've been working on and looking at uh, how we're helping people with it as well. So that gives a little bit of an overview, Peter, and of course we go straight through into early March and we're hoping this program really takes off and keeps going even after that. This is a 13-week pilot program for Chasing Hunger. So, Kathy, just before we do close, uh, make sure you let your listeners know uh, how they can contact you immediately if they right. themselves are struggling with an eating disorder or if uh, parents are listening to the show now. How can they contact you? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Peter. It's um, You can reach me at my email, welterk at shaw.ca. Um, you can also reach me at my different web links, etc., that are right here on my um, homepage on Voice America. And all down the side barner, bar, uh, banner is the links to all my different uh, websites and chat rooms and places that you can get in touch with me. Fantastic. Well, I really, really wish you well for the future and for the future of the show, the future of your work, which is so important in helping young people yeah. recover from these really, really telling circumstances. So bless you and mm-hmm. I wish you well in the rest of the series. Thank you so much, Peter. You're just so great to help me with this. And well, you're really the reason it's all come about. So thank you so much and have a great day. My pleasure. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for Chasing Hunger. Be sure to tune in again next week for another edition featuring your host, Kathy Welter-Nichols. Next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. 
visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.